Hello and welcome to Sideways Live Podcast. I'm Leanne Elliott. And I'm Al Elliott. Hello. And we're... Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and we're here to just chat about... Uh, to some people who live their lives just a little bit differently. Yeah, I think that's if, if you've listened to the last episode, you'll know that we've changed our name from Travelers to A Sideways Life. And it's specifically because we are now looking to interview people and get collect stories of people who are living life just a little bit differently. I love a good story. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um. <laughs> so yeah, so today we are talking to a lovely couple called Natalie and Daniel. Uh, they are originally from Tennessee in the USA and are currently living in Abu Dhabi in the UAE. Mm. That's exciting. It is well. It's, it's somewhere that's that we've always talked about, but never necessarily been on our list. But after no. listening to them, it is strong. Oh, it's so high on our list. Yeah, really, so. really cool. So, what was your favorite? Your your favorite bit? I think just at the beginning, what was really cool was we, when we were chatting, we realised how similar our philosophies were. Um, and I think that that was really interesting at the beginning of the conversation is that, I mean, they're even called, I think, wayward life, is it? Our way? Yeah, our wayward life. And we're called our sideways life. And it's, um, it's pretty much the same idea. Um, and they were just, it was just exciting to hear. Well, not exciting, but just really interesting to hear some, hear that we might be on the right lines with the sideways life because mm. these were, these were people who were very, very similar. Yes. What kindred spirits. What about you? Um, I liked, I liked them listening to how they travel, where they travel, how, how they do it quite slowly and very purposefully and, and, um, and what they do when they get there. They, uh, they know how to have an adventure. Yes, they do. We're not going to tell you any more than that, but the way in which they, when they arrive somewhere, they have kind of a, almost like a template of how they get to meet local people and see cool things. Mm-hmm. Um, they just do, they do something very specific and that's definitely worth listening to because it's something we're definitely going to be doing. We've yeah. done accidentally in the past, but yeah. never deliberately. No. <clears throat> Um, also, do you remember when they said, um, we said, so what were the options before you were moving to UAE? Honestly, <laughs> you could give me 20 guesses and I would never have shortlisted those three places to move to. Mm-hmm. No. And certainly not together. They're very, <laughs> very different. Yes. Um, but they've got a good reason for that. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 absolutely. Have a listen and have a listen. You'll find out the reason for that. And I think one of both of our favourite bits in that was the riddle. Yes, watch out for the story of the riddle. It is really, really good. Really good. And if you ever go to Georgia, then look out. (laughs) You might be asked the same riddle. Oh, have I just spoiled it? We talk about Georgia. Forget whether I forget that bit. Oh, scrap it. Yeah. Oh, I'll edit that out. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so without further ado, are we introducing Natalie and Daniel? Yes. So here's Natalie and Daniel. Here's Natalie and Daniel. Hey, by the way, we'll see at the end of this episode where we'll... We'll talk a little bit more. Debrief. So today we are talking to Natalie and Daniel, um, who are expats living in the UAE in Abu Dhabi. Hi, how are you guys doing? Good, how are y'all? Good, thank you. Good. Thank you so much for, for taking the time. Um, I mean, just to give our listeners a bit of a, um, a glimpse of your, your current situation, you're in quarantine right now. Yes, because we just traveled. So we came back to Abu Dhabi from the Seychelles and we have to spend 10 days in our apartment wearing these lovely tracking devices. Oh, really? Wow. Yes. And they have to be charged for four hours a day and the charger doubles the size. Wow. So you stuck to the wall for four hours a day or is it like a portable? No, it's portable. Wow. Like an electronic tag. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
It's okay. We have a balcony. We like our apartment. We're working online. It's okay. What's the weather like over there right now? Uh, it's, yeah, it's pretty warm. Uh, we say Fahrenheit, so like 85, 90, 95 degrees every day. Wow. So what's that, about 36, 35, something like that? Yeah, like th like 35, 36. Wow. That is hot. So it's, uh, it's no real harsh. Oh, it's just starting. It's just starting. Really? How yeah. hot does it get? Um, in the summer months, like July and August, it could be up to 50, 52. And it's ex also extremely humid here because we're on the water. So, yeah. So how, how do you cope that kind of temperature? Everywhere is air conditioned. It's like being in Las Vegas or something where it's scorching hot outside. And then when you go in, you're just freezing because the air conditions on so high. <laughs> yeah. And all the pools are nice and chilled. Oh, fabulous. Fabulous. Well, we'll definitely talk a bit, a bit more about that. But I mean, first, tell us a bit more about about you, um, who you guys are, what you do for a living. Um, we can hear that you're you're from the United States. How did you get to Abu Dhabi? Well, let's see. Uh, so we met when I was 15 and Daniel was 19. We met at church in Tennessee and um, we became friends and we started dating. Yeah, I had just turned 18 and he was 22 when we started dating. And we got married a few years after that, and we've been together ever since. So uh, I would say, like, being from the South, a lot of people live, like, a cookie-cutter style of life. And so they get married fairly young, and then they have babies fairly young. They get one job and stay in it for a very long time. And we were on that path. Very much so. And thought that's what we wanted just because that's what everybody else did. And then one day we were just like, it's not for us. So, yeah, we just quit our jobs. And yeah, sold everything. sold everything we have and made the move to the UAE. Had never been here before, didn't know anyone in the country. And I applied through a Teach Away mm -hmm. for teaching abroad because we, we wanted to travel. And we were thinking, well, we still have to make money. How can we make money and travel? And so since I was an English teacher, it worked out well to teach overseas. And uh, yeah, we narrowed it down to the Middle East, China, and South Korea. And we're okay with all those possibilities. And we ended up here in the UAE. They're quite bold choices. What what uh, narrowed it down to those three? I mean, you said it so casually, but the UAE, China, and South Korea. Yeah. So what our major points for narrowing it down was like who offered the best package mm -hmm. and who offered um, flights home every year covered our housing and would help with visa expenses. Um, and the reason we didn't go South Korea is because I can't sponsor Daniel in South Korea. And so, or that was the case that in 2015. Um, and so if he didn't find a job within like 30 days that would sponsor him, he would have to fly out. And there's not, it's not like you can drive somewhere from South Korea. <laughs> like you have to fly out. And then uh, China was a really amazing option, but it's really cold. <laughs> the winters are really long and really cold in China. And so we had originally said like we didn't even want to think about the Middle East because of all of the, you know, preconceived notions that we had about it. And it ended up being the best possible option. And I can't imagine having ended up anywhere else. No, it's only the best decisions we've ever made. You know? Yeah. And then we tell everybody, you know, you're going to the Middle East. It's just like, really? Why? And then you get here and you send them pictures. You're like, no, that's not really 
<laughs> yeah, even we send pictures and videos home and people still just don't believe like how safe we are and how nice it is here and all the options that we have. But yeah, I think that's one of the best things about living here is that we have the opportunity to then share like what the Middle East is actually like to people back in America mm -hmm. and help open their eyes a little bit, maybe. So what are the preconceptions that people have of UAE, do you find? I wouldn't say the UAE in particular, but the Middle East in right. general. People assume that um, if you're not Muslim, that they will not like you yeah. and that they are not a very tolerant and welcoming people that you would, that coming here, a lot of people assumed that I would have to like cover my hair, dress very conservatively. You can't have alcohol. Women can't drive. And none of that is true. <laughs> I mean, you can look at me, you know, long hair tattoos and one of my favorite things is to run. I had local men and women pull over on the side of the road and give me water as I was running because they said it's too hot for you to be outside. Really? Yeah. yeah. So they're very welcoming people. That's cool. I mean, their whole con a lot of the country is built around expats. I think 80% um, expat in the UAE, only 20% local. And so um, I, I don't know if those numbers are exactly correct, but you know, they've built, especially the main cities like Abu Dhabi and Dubai, they've built them for expats. So, you know, they have all the Western shopping stores. They have all the Western chain restaurants. They want you to feel welcome and happy and enjoy your life here so that you stay. And how is it to to work there? I mean, one of the things that we hear about the UAE is that it's very expensive, but it's also where salaries are very high and taxes very low. Um, I mean, financially, how does it, how does it all work? Uh, well, for us, it's a lot better than working in America because our salary is tax-free, which is amazing. I should say I work in education here. I think I said that, but I work for the government education. Um, so that's the only experience I can reflect on. But I would say overall, the salaries are much better, or maybe the salary isn't much that much better than your home country, but the benefits are much better, such as like you don't have to pay taxes, or you don't have to pay housing, or you don't have to pay your health care. So it feels like you're earning a lot more. Um, like I know for us, we, our housing is covered. I don't think that's the case anymore. Like if you were to come as a new teacher in the public school, uh, but our housing is paid for, we get really good health insurance up until last year, we got annual flights home um, and we get a, uh, a bonus at the end. Like whenever we decide so to good. resign, um, basically for every year that I work, I get a one month bonus. Yeah, which is because, you know, obviously, like there's not a retirement fund here. So right. that's kind of like your retirement. Right. But it is it is expensive here. Mm -hmm. Like we went to um, to Melbourne for Christmas in 2019 and our friends were like, oh, just be prepared. It's so expensive. And we were like, same, same as Abu Dhabi. You don't think anything about going to a bar and paying $20 for a cocktail. Yeah, but then but you don't have to spend that. They're yeah. much better deals. So. I say we found that in Melbourne as well, quite a shock coming because we actually came from, I think, Indonesia. We flew out from Indonesia where a beer oh. is like a dollar <laughs> and then got to Melbourne. Yeah. We're like, oh my God, <laughs> yeah. quite a shock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. We uh, kind of have the opposite of that now. When we go back to the States, we're like, oh my God, beers are $4. <laughs> Buy all the beers. <laughs> like, yes, I need 11, right? <laughs> <laughs> So if anyone out there is is considering the, the UAE as, a, as an option, what 
what tips would you give them? What advice would you give them? How would they even go about starting that journey there? So if they're in education, I would definitely say to go through a recruiting company such as Teach Away, Teach Anywhere. I think there are multiple options now um, because that way you can see multiple jobs on one platform. Um, If you come for the private schools, have a very different experience, uh, but still amazing public schools. You could have it's luck of the draw. You know, if you come to the UAE on a public school contract, you could be placed anywhere in the country. So you may be like in the mountains of Fujairah or out in the middle of the desert in Ruiz, or you could be in Dubai or Abu Dhabi. So I think the main thing is you have to be flexible. Very flexible. I thought I was flexible, like as a professional before I moved here. Now I'm just like Stretch Armstrong or Gumby. Like (laughs) they could throw anything at us and we'd be like, "Eh, that sounds right. I think that, um, one thing that we always say to people is that you have to remember that it's not your home country. And so don't, don't expect it to be because so many people there. <laughs> they, like, well, that's not the way we do it at home. Not you're not at home. home. You're a guest in their country and they've made it, you know, like, very accommodating for us. And so all they ask is for you to be respectful in return. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like obviously like we have, uh, like right now it's Ramadan. And so Ramadan is the holiest month for the, for the Muslim community. And you know, like they ask us not to eat or drink in public unless you're like at a restaurant. It's, it's not that hard to do that. When they're in, in return, you're getting accommodation and a very nice tax-free salary. You're very well looked after. Yeah, you're real well looked after. Yeah. But I would say flexibility is the biggest it's thing the that you, you have to be flexible and be able to just roll with the punches. You think you know what's going to happen day in and day out, and it's never the case. You'll never be bored here, that's for sure. Can you give us an example of one of those times where something unexpected has happened? Or Oh, absolutely. We have thousands of these examples. Actually, we say that uh, every day, one of our friends told us this, every day you should have a what-the-fuck moment. And and the day that you don't have those, you need to get on a plane and leave. <laughs> like It's time for you to get out of here. Um yeah, I would say at school, like, you know, we walk in one day and we've got our lessons planned out. Our students are going to come in and all of a sudden they're like, oh, just kidding. The crown prince is coming today and we want you to speak to him in Arabic. And I'm like, OK, yeah, no problem. I got this. I don't speak. Arabic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And get the kids ready because they're going to give a presentation. And it's like about what? Anything. And we've got five minutes. And we're like, OK, what the fuck? Wow. I got this. That's, I think that's more specific to my school. It's a bit, it's like a high profile school. Um, so we get a lot of attention, but it, it, you have to be that flexible anywhere you go. Like you make plans, you might as well just throw them out the window. <laughs> and are you in education as well, Daniel? No, I'm not. Uh, I run a small business from home, so I don't get to leave the house as much as she did. <laughs> what, what did your business do? Uh, I make custom leather. Uh, products, purses, wallets, whatever, and it's all out of uh, camel leather. Wow. That's cool. So it's unique for the region. Yeah. So before we moved here, Daniel was a fireman and um, and also worked in facilities management. And when we moved here, that just, it wasn't an option. That was something he discovered he could do once we moved here. Uh, it's sold to everybody. Uh, until COVID, I had a store in the U.S., 
couple places in the UK that was carrying it. But since COVID, it's kind of slacked off, but it's mainly just online and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a lot of like commission pieces though, like pick out your own, like he stains it, he sews it, he cuts it all. Wow. So where will we find that, Daniel? Where can we look at your work? Uh, DC Custom Leather Designs. On Facebook. Brilliant. We'll, we'll link that in the issue. Yeah, we'll send you the yeah. link. Yeah. <clears throat> so can you tell us a bit about our wayward life? Our wayward life is just a, it's reflective of our journey that we didn't want that cookie cutter rat race style of life that we wanted to do something different. And we feel like we just have a bit of like wayward spirit in our souls. And yeah, so we just harnessed it and the way we went. And yeah. when we travel, we always do, I guess, stuff a little different than everybody else. We don't do the, the tours for stuff. We don't like going to like the big, you know, somebody's like, you got to go to this restaurant, whatever. My favorite thing is, or our favorite thing is, is going to a new country and going into a restaurant and being the only non-local person in there. We were in Armenia or Georgia, one of those countries, and a guy walked out of the kitchen. He said, somebody told me there was Americans here. We have never had an American in this restaurant. I was like, well, now you've got to. Yeah. We had a similar experience in, um, um, not Mandalay, where was it in? Yangon. Yangon. In um, Myanmar. Yeah, we went to we went to these same thing. I think we do the same thing as you. We just walk along and try and find a restaurant that looks a bit scary, and then just uh, we walked in and yeah. it was exactly that. We were we were the only sort of non-Malaysian people, uh, not Malaysian, um, Myanmar and Asian Burmese people. <laughs> but, and, uh, and it was they were looked after so well. They brought around the plate, the plate, and everyone else was eating with their hands. And the guy came around with literally a bucket and and a ladle, and he just put like he'd, have, he'd come around with the rice. And then a bucket of curry would go on top. They'd be like, no, what do you want? It's like, that's what you're having. But we, um, I'd ever, I'd ever... <laughs> we were about halfway through and then this young lad came running in with some plastic forks that he'd found. <laughs> do you want these? We were like, oh. But, but no, we still got God, stuck in with our hands and it was it was cool. But exactly like you said there, it's just people look after you and they're so so pleased that you've come into their place. Um, they want to share their culture, yeah. exactly. don't they, and their food. And... Yeah, I think that, um, you know, part of our wayward life is like we see some people who travel and, you know, everybody travels for their own reasons. And so do what works for you and what makes you happy. But one of the main reasons we travel is to actually experience other cultures. And if you only stick to, you know, like bus tours and walking around following somebody with a flag with a hundred other people going to the most famous sites and clicking a million pictures, you don't really experience the culture. Um, yeah, maybe you do see some places, but for us, we like to- Find the most famous yeah. places. One thing we try to do when we travel, if we can, is try, try to do a local food tour if it's available, or even just find somebody like an Airbnb host and be like, hey, like, can you show us around some of the local restaurants or bars? And um, it ends up being, you know, like a history tour, a culture tour, the food tour, usually the local drinks. Um, and we've really connected with some local people that we're still in touch with because of these things. Amazing. Yeah. So I would say our wayward life kind of harnesses all of that just bucking the norm a bit well is there an experience that stands out in terms of the local food tour uh we had one in prague yeah um it was like right before christmas christmas eve yeah maybe a day or two before and, christmas uh, this guy lived in um somewhere in the states i can't remember exactly where it was but his english was perfect and we did the tour and this guy ended up being one of the neatest people ever uh 
I, his history tour was amazing. The stuff he knew about the city was amazing. And then he's like, oh, I'm only supposed to take you to these places. And he's like, let me show you where we really do that. And then he took us off the beaten path to the most random places. And we went in this one restaurant. There was only two tables in there. And they end up asking another couple to move over so we could sit down. And we ate with these local people. And it's just kind of like, this is absolutely amazing. Yeah. It spoke zero English in there. Yeah. That's so cool. So what are your other highlights? Where else have you been that stands out? We love everywhere we've been. There's, I can't think of a place we wouldn't go back to, except that we want to go to other places. Yeah. <laughs> but like, we would go back to everywhere we've traveled. But I would say one of our favorites is Thailand. Mm -hmm. I could, we could definitely see ourselves living in Thailand uh, for a good bit. Yeah. I just, if we move to Thailand, we probably won't ever move anywhere else. <laughs> the Seychelles. Yeah. Um, Germany. Germany. Yeah, we really we went to Munich, and it was the week before Oktoberfest, and uh, we didn't know we were going to have the break from school. Uh, it was the Eid holiday after Ramadan, and uh, we came back to school from summer, and we had one week, and then they're like, "Oh, surprise! You have the whole week off." So we just booked tickets for like the next day and hopped on a plane, and had like the lead up to Oktoberfest week. So it was kind of like Oktoberfest, but on a much smaller scale. And half the price. And half the price, yeah. That's a really good tip if anyone yeah. wants to do Oktoberfest yeah. then, but perhaps with all the crowds. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had the street bands, they had the polka bands, they had everything going. All the beer stalls were open, and they're like, oh, yeah, you come back next week and it's double the price. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm here this week. And accommodation was a, was a good bit cheaper too that week. Amazing. But That's how we're going to do Oktoberfest. Yes. We've always talked about doing it, but never have. <laughs> no, Genius. Was it Munich we were in when it was the World Cup? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it was um, yeah. Germany were playing, weren't they? Did you like Munich? Yeah, we were only there for one night. We were actually driving from the UK to okay. Romania. Romania, yeah, I think it's Romania. Yeah, so it was, just, it was one of our stops. Um, but we were there the day that, I don't know if you guys followed the Soccer World Cup a couple of years ago, but it was, um, they had, it was in the group match and they had to win it. And we just ended up in, we did a tour, we did a walking tour, didn't we? And ended up in this beer garden at the end with, with just thousands and thousands of people. It's the biggest thing I've ever seen. It was huge. With these huge, like, what they call the beer? The glasses? Oh, the yeah, like exactly, the exactly. With It's like bicep curls. <laughs> like two hands in it. Yeah, and a bit of effort. But, uh, but yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it, was, it was amazing. And then Germany won. They scored in, like, the last 30 seconds. And all of a sudden, everyone's jumping up. You're covered in beer and... Yeah, even even as you know, <laughs> British amazing. people end up like cheering, going, "Yeah, come on!" And then we get home and we're like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, football wise, so it how was much fun. fun." But yeah, what was Georgia like? Because we've always wanted to go there. Oh, oh so, we loved it. Yeah, so we were there for Christmas. We did Armenia and then uh, took a van from Armenia to Georgia. We were only in Tbilisi, but. Um, yeah, I would say like, yeah, the food is really nice. If you like, like hearty, stick to your bones type of food, so, and like during the winter, it's really yeah, all like meat and stews and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, they have these dumplings man. called kinkali. It's like, oh man, they're just like really nice Georgian dumplings. And then there is the wine is incredible and so cheap. And because it's like most of it's local wine, you, you could drink like entire bottle maybe more than one i don't know from experience and uh you would not even have a headache the next day yeah and then we were there 
it was on Christmas Eve and, because they celebrate Orthodox Christmas, though it wasn't Christmas Eve for them. And we were wandering around trying to find something to do. And we saw a flyer for a uh, wine and beer festival. And we we're like, oh, we'll check it out in the park. And it was freezing cold, like zero degrees. Yeah, yeah it was really, really cold. And um, it was five Georgian lorry to get in, which is like a dollar fifty. And then you just can sample, there was 30 small batch wineries and we could sample wine from all of them. And then they had a few beers and some local food and yeah, it was local music. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah, because we said we'd go for an hour or two and I think we missed like six or seven hours. <laughs> yeah, you missed Christmas and woke up on Boxing Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, also in Georgia, we went to some of the monasteries and that was really, really good. Yeah. And because because it was cold, not many tourists were there. And uh, so we were some of the only people at the monastery. And you could hear, like, a monk chanting, like, while we were there. It was kind of, like, echoing throughout wow. the whole monastery. It was amazing. Wow. So whereabouts in, in Georgia did you go? Was it the capital? Just Tbilisi. I, I don't know where that monastery was. A driver took us. Maybe it was only 45 yeah, minutes like outside of the city. So um, we would love to go back and do the winery region or the wine region. So is that quite an affordable thing to do as well? Get a driver to take you to places further out? Yeah. yeah we had so. him all day and he drove, I don't know how long, and it was 50 US dollars. Yeah. And he drove yeah. all over the place. We actually, we met him at a local restaurant or met one of his colleagues at a local restaurant. And um, it was this teeny tiny burger joint that had like three tables and uh, the guy who owned it came out and he told us a riddle and he was like, okay, he's like, I'm going to pour you a shot of some kind of rum. I can't remember what it, the local Iraq, maybe yeah. the local drink. And uh, he was like, if you get the riddle right, I'll pay for the shot. But if you get it wrong, you have to pay for the shot, but you have to drink it either way. And we didn't get the riddle right, but we paid for the shot. And so we took some more shots and this guy came in and he was like, oh, you're traveling tomorrow. And we're like, yeah, we want to find a driver. He's like, no, no, no. I call my friend for you. And yeah, this guy, I think he worked for the embassy and it was his day off, so worked well, well for us. <laughs> Do you remember what the riddle was? Um, I remember the answer <laughs> to it. <laughs> That's all I remember. It was like something that no one wants. That no one wants to lose. Yeah. Something that you don't want to have, but no one wants to lose it. I don't know. Do you? No. No. I think we guessed like <laughs> which is not the correct answer. It was um, a lawsuit. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we wouldn't have got that. No, but if we ever find ourselves <laughs> no, in, in a Georgian bar, yeah. if someone asks a riddle, we'll feel yeah. like. Yeah. You'll know. It's definitely <laughs> on our list. On of, yeah, definitely on a list of places we want to go, but we travel with, uh, with our dogs, so we drive. And so just driving through, so driving oh. through Turkey is just a little bit scary for us, I think. Um, you know, we, we, we drove through yeah. Bulgaria and that was an Albania and that was scary enough. Um, but uh, I think we're just a little bit, we're a bit wimps when it comes to driving through like Russia or Turkey. We require a lot yeah. of research. Understandable. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, which part of Albania are uh, you we're in? in? We're near um, uh, Tiriana. Smeal. First, and oh, then yeah. we went. Okay, and then we drove up to, yeah, Tirana. To, to, yeah, Tirana. We, um, yeah, we came from Greece, didn't we? Through Albania, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Have you been? Did you say? Yeah. So we went um, 
maybe like summer 2019. I think that was our, our trip. So usually in the summer, we travel back to the States for about three weeks and then come back to the UAE and then travel for like our actual holiday for 10 days or whatever we have left of the break. And so we went to Corfu and then took the ferry um, over to Saranda, Albania, and we stayed there for about a week. Yeah. And it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, we loved it. Yeah. We, I, I would go back to both. Definitely want to spend more time in Corfu. We were only there for a few nights, so we didn't get to go to like the beaches. We were just in the old town. But yeah, we want to go to the north of Albania and do the accursed mountains. It just just sounds so badass. Like I stayed in the accursed mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have heard of them, have you? No. No. I think so. Oh, you have to look them up, man. They're, they're beautiful. beautiful. Really. Cool. So, I mean, I think one one thing you said that really resonates with with me, and I'm sure it did with you as well, is that what you said about getting into that into the rut of life and just doing things because you know people expect it. It's just the way it's done. I mean, if anyone's out there kind of struggling in that same struggle that you were in five, six years ago, what would you say to them? I, I know it's not possible for everyone, but I would just say, just do it. Just take the leap because your hometown or wherever it is that you're stuck currently will always be there. Maybe not the same job, but like that place will always be there. So if you go somewhere and you don't like it, fine, you can go back always home. Back. But if you don't do it now, when will you do it? If you're trying to wait to like, oh, I need to wait for this financial situation or this personal relationship. It's like, you know, make it happen. Yeah. It's it's not gonna work out for you on its own. You have to like actively work for it if that's what you want yeah. to do. You can't just wait for your dreams to happen. You have to go after them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you either gotta get off the ledge or jump. And everywhere, like if you're looking at a, a destination like the UAE or that somewhere else is popular for expats, you'll find the community. You have to be willing to put yourself out there. But like, I think that's one of the scariest parts is like, well, I don't know anybody. Like who will show me around? Who will I ask my questions to? But like now with social media, you can reach out to people months or years before you decide to move and learn about the place and get in touch with people and they can share their personal experiences. And even if like us, you arrive not knowing a soul, we had talked to one person before we moved here. And, uh, you know, you join the Facebook groups make friends with your colleagues. And you don't just have to be friends with people from your home country. A lot of people do that. They uh, they move to a place and find their bubble of like all the same people. They basically just pick their lives up and moved it to a new country, but doing all the same things. Um, like, you know, making friends with different people from different cultures, different backgrounds. We're part of a, uh, a running group here. I don't run, Daniel does. Uh, it's really a drinking group, but we also <laughs> run. <laughs> Um, and that has been one of the best things that we did. We joined that within a month of moving to the UAE. And that's where we have made some of the absolute best friendships that we've ever had. And, um, you know, people of all different ages, all different cultures. It's amazing. So what, what does the future look like? Are you going to stay in the UAE? What are your, what are your plans? That's the million dollar question. Yeah, I think we'll definitely be here at least one more academic year, but we we could stay longer we don't we never know kind of like how our contracts may change because things can change really really quickly here and um especially with covid yeah. a lot a lot of people have you know chosen to leave or have lost their jobs um not so much in the education sector but yeah so i would say we'll be here 
at least one more academic year, but maybe a few more years. We're really happy here. We don't want to leave until we really have a reason to leave. Mm -hmm. So until we feel like there's a specific opportunity for us elsewhere, or we're just really done with Abu Dhabi. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but we're happy. So I mean, I mean for anyone traveling to, to Abu Dhabi in, in terms of like tourism, what, how do you best navigate that in, in a similar way that you mentioned to want to have perhaps more local experiences? So right now it's not, it's only open for tourism if you're willing to do the quarantine mm -hmm. period of 10 days, or if you're coming from a green list country, right. which I think there's 10 or 12 countries and they update every two weeks. Uh, but in normal times, um, yeah, there's, there's a million different like tour operations yeah. here. Um, and you don't want to do that. I mean, you can go to the Grand Mosque, which is one of the prettiest buildings I've ever been yeah. in. They call it the uh, eighth wonder of the world. You know, Sheikh Zayed Grand Mosque absolutely beautiful uh, then you get the downtown area that does like all the suits and they got gold suits where you can just walk around and you can buy bar gold if you really feel like it yeah and uh, then there's you know like we have the louvre museum in abu dhabi now um there's plenty of beaches to go to and there's all sorts of you know like cultural sites like we have um Khosrow hosen which is like an old kind of fort yeah. from the city and then there's um Khosrow watan which is part of the presidential palace and it's like a archive like yeah. a library kind of archive that you can go see but it's everything is just so exquisite and extravagant it's amazing and then there's all sorts of like world's highest this and okay. world's largest to this water parks theme parks yeah, let's do. My friend talks about going camping in the desert. Um, oh, it's one of the yeah. most amazing things. You go out there, and, like uh, there's a spot that we go out, and it's actually underneath the Milky Way site, and there's no lights, there's no light pollution or anything. You just sit there and you just look at the stars all night. Yeah. Wow. And then every time you're desert camping, we go desert camping probably twice a month during the cooler months, and um, sometimes every weekend. But uh, every time we go desert camping, you're on someone's farm, essentially, but it's okay to camp there. And uh, there will be camels that just like roam through your campsite. Wow. Yeah. Every morning you wake up and they're just like. Yeah, there's a hundred camels. Yeah, there's a hundred camels standing outside your tent. Wow. That's amazing. Something that's really telling about the culture here is uh, a lot of people who would live in those, like the desert areas, they might have quite a different lifestyle than those that would live like in the cities. And so another, a few times we went camping in this one area and the farmers were nearby, but the man who owned the farm was nearby and um, they had seven kids mm -hmm. and the kids just came like running over the dunes while we're setting up. And we we're like, oh, are they going to like tell us to leave because it's their property? And they like brought us dates mm -hmm. and coffee and water and they were like, come to our farm. And so um, we didn't get to go because we had a COVID test appointment, but our friends went to their farm and they, you know, sat down and had lunch with the entire family. And we were up on top of a dune and the guy drove his truck all the way to the top of the dune. And we were like, oh, he's definitely going to like kick us out of here. And he was like, you stay here tonight. Do you need to come to my house? We you can sleep at my house. Like they're just so lovely. Amazing. And you, like I said, we live in the city of Abu Dhabi. You know, we're 45 minutes away from the desert, and it's three hours, and you can be up in the mountains that are absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's hiking up through there. You can there's several hikes that we've done where you can 
of course you have to carry everything you water your tent your backpack but you take it to the top of the mountain and in the mornings you sit there and watch the sun come up on top of the mountain it's just beautiful yeah it's really nice because um whether in abu dhabi or in dubai like you've got the beaches and you know we've got some absolutely stunning beaches here and then you've got the desert and then you've got the mountains um, and then if you go to in, in the Emirate of Abu Dhabi, there's a city, Al Ain, and uh, it's like an oasis. It's very green and lush. And so, like, you've got a little bit of everything just, like, in the same area. And a lot of people only think they're, like, oh, hot and desert. They don't think about, like, all the other things that we have naturally. Um, and, yeah, like you were saying, everything's so close by. Like, we're an hour from Dubai, which is amazing. Uh, obviously, Dubai has a million things to do and to see. And it's an easy like weekend getaway. Amazing. And then as you said, you've got all the, the kind of the conveniences and, and modern amenities as well. It's um yeah. Oh yeah. Everything delivers here. Alcohol, groceries, pharmacy, pharmacies, wow. laundry. Yeah. Gas. Yeah. You can have them you can call and they will come and fill up your right. car with gas. I could do ten days in quarantine. I Maybe could, we yeah. should just get on a plane. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it sounds incredible. Yeah, just do ten days quarantine at a nice hotel, and you'll have your vacation. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, if people want to find out a bit more about about your life and and your work and your travel, they'll find you on Instagram, our way with life, and absolutely anywhere anything. Oh, and we'll put in the link for uh, Daniel's business as well. Yeah. Want to check that out? Um, and are you happy for people to get in touch? Do they have any questions about moving to the UAE? I would love to yep. get in touch with anyone who has any questions or wants to talk about the UAE or expat life or just doing life a little Amazing. bit differently. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time, guys. It's been lovely chatting to you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank thanks for hosting oh, us. We really time. enjoyed it. Brilliant. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, See you bye. soon. Well, they were a lovely couple, weren't they? They're just gorgeous. Mm, amazing people. Mm -hmm. um, I think the audio was a little bit low on that. We, we, um, um, we're struggling to get decent software that can record good audio on both ends. Um, so, uh, so the apologies if the audio cut out a little bit in that, uh, but we're uh, we've done our best to increase the volume, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Hmm. But anyway, so yeah, if you want to find out more about Natalie and Daniel, you'll find them on Instagram at our wayward life. Um, That's our our wayward. yeah our o u r wayward <laughs> life. Um, I'm just looking at their Instagram now actually, and I'm, I have no I have no it's no wonder we're friends. Their, um, their description says, we love good food, strong drinks, mm -hmm. adventures, and connecting with others. <laughs> our best, our new best friend. <laughs> it's a bit weird if they listen to this, we're like, who are the creepy yeah, yeah, couple like, who just, yeah, won't leave us alone. So yeah, so if you want to find them on Instagram, it's Our Way With Life. If you're interested in looking at uh, Daniel's business, and the, the products are gorgeous, um, do take a look. Uh, you'll find him on uh, Facebook, at DC Custom Leather Designs, um, or you can email Daniel directly at DC Leather Designs at gmail.com. We'll put everything below as well. Yeah, you'll have all the links yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, so we will be putting this on to our podcast mini site at asidewayslife.com. Uh, you should be able to see the show notes underneath and also a link to our website. Um, have a little look through it. It's a brand new site. So you'll have some of the old posts that are on Travelers, but um, generally it's a brand new site. So uh, we'd love some feedback on it. 
Mm. Um, and if you want to be a guest, if you live life a little bit sideways, um, then uh, then drop us a line. Go to our website at sidewayslife.com and you'll see a contact form there. Or just go to Instagram. Yeah, slide into our gram. DMs. <laughs> I think we're too old to say. I know. Like I feel. That. I feel uncomfortable. It's like I I, I, learned, I heard the word salty before and I still don't know what it means. <laughs> I don't know whether I'm allowed to use it or not. I don't know. I'd imagine if you don't know what it means, then you're probably not meant to use it. That's a good. That's a, a good, good way general to live your rule. Life. A good. And on that, I need to say bombshell. Well, it's copyrighted that thing. Oh, uh oh, uh oh, put that bit out. God, Clarkson were coming knocking me out, <laughs> weren't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, and on that, I think we'll leave it there. So go to a sidewayslife.com and you'll be able to. Uh, Put yourself forward as a guest, find all of the other episodes and all the links yeah. we talked about. And if you fancy dropping us a review while you're there on oh. you, that would be nice. I believe it helps other people find us. That's <laughs> what so I've heard easy. other people say on their podcast. I have no idea if it's true. Actually, that's <laughs> a really good point. If you give us, the more reviews you give us, um, or the more reviews, sorry, we get, the genuine reviews, then the more likely we're going to f- we're gonna pop up in something called new and noteworthy. And that's where we find more. That's like a, it's like the top. It's like the charts. It's the charts. God, the charts. It's like top of the them? pops. Do you remember them? Um, <laughs> so we need, uh, so we want your review. Please give us a review. Yeah, if you've got, Unless you've got five minutes. Unless you don't like it, in which case don't. Just, yeah. just keep keep scrolling yeah do what my mother used to say if you can't say anything nice don't say anything at all no more words to live by yeah mm-hmm. there you go that's thanks pat elliot <laughs> anyway so go to the website please do give us a review and if you haven't subscribed yet click that subscribe button and every one of our beautiful episodes will slide into your podcast app like a i can't even think of a rude analogy i won't go down that road yeah and Bye. while you're at it go follow uh, go follow natalie and daniel on instagram as well yeah our way with life yeah go find them yeah. Lovely people. All right, guys. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Well, that was, that was a flawless performance. I'm not sure oh, we have any outtakes. I think you're right. You nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it like a carpenter on payday. Oh, you might need to cut out that bit about Jeremy Clarkson, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. I remember to do that. Yeah. You won't, will you? No. <laughs>